Another really top tip for shaping your environment in an office, something I'd speak about the whole time to people I coach online for nutrition. Um, so I'd be a big believer in better choices equals better results. So how can you make better choices with your snack and how can you make better choices when other people in the office, there's temptation in the environment, there's loads of donuts, pastries come in and they're fresh. And I talked to them the idea about just having a bag of apples in your desk or having whatever your favorite fruit is in your desk. That's the way you can shape your environment because when that temptation kicks in or when that three o'clock cut slump kicks in, having something you can literally grab and you've taken control of and then you eat that, chances are you're gonna be less tempted by the thing that you only wanted because you've seen or smelt it. Or if you're feeling a little bit of slump in energy, natural sugars from the fruit, then you're gonna have a pickup in energy. So that's like a really simple thing that people can do. But I think it's something that maybe a lot of people you just don't think of, or you don't want to be the weirdo with apples at your desk. But again, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what other people think. If you if you enjoy apples and they're gonna help you, having them to hand is gonna make it easier for you to fuel yourself and make better choices. Hello and welcome to episode number 37 of For Fit Sake, the podcast brought to you by FFS Gyms. This week me and Rudds are on our own again. Rudds, how are we doing? Yep, we're losing friends at the rate of knots here now. Very, well, well it was Craig last week, yeah. so I have no problem with it being back to just the two of us. People actually, um, this kills me to say it on the airwaves, but people are big fans of uh, Big C on the pod. Um, yeah. there, there hasn't been calls out for like a regular slot for him. Maybe he could do the weather or something like that, we could bring him in, but pe- people enjoyed it last week. Yeah, no, he, he did awesome. I think he's got to earn his stripes more. You know, one anyone can do one good part. He's got to do a few more. A few. To, in- to interesting fact for all of Craig's fans, because there's a lot of people in the gym saying, um, I suppose a very relatable podcast talking about career change and a lot of different things. He, he kind of touched on some nice stuff at the end of the pod as well about where he was at just in general with his health and fitness journey as well. But um, when Craig actually kind of sent in his CV to, to join the team at the gym, one of his skills listed was excellent telephone skills. So, um... Yeah, just thought I'd throw that in there because I missed the opportunity last week. <laughs> but anyway, this week's episode, Rhodes, what are we talking about? So it's talking about how to combine your professional ambitions with your health and fitness goals. Uh, the kind of reason we're talking about this is basically I was out talking today um, in the AA. Um, what's, it, what's AA stand for, Rhodes? Automotive association automobiles association sorry you should know um, that Rose. Yeah. <laughs> exactly um but everyone saw aa in your diary by the way all the teams saw aa and they're like oh whoa, yeah. whoa. yeah gotta put an arm around the big guy exactly yeah. a few, few heart to hearts yeah. this week but uh basically i was out talking with neil one of the guys who trains here neil uh in the gym he got me the opportunity to come out and speak to his team today um and it's always interesting going out and speaking to people who are working busy jobs and trying to teach them about simple habits that they can do to have more energy um, and feel better and also hearing about their challenges what the challenges are Um, I think for us like what I definitely found and I know you did as well the transition from going and being in college and having more spare time and you know you're kind of like oh, I want to be able to increase my bench press I'm going to run this in the um, I'm going to you know get my fitness test up or whatever it is and you're kind of spending so much time thinking about your training yeah. and you have more time to recover and then that transition going and working full time and then trying to keep the same passion for your and health and fitness all yeah. that ambition can drift away it, it, but it is a challenge and you see that just going out and speaking to people like the, one of the common trends that I hear 
when you speak to people is, oh, I used to do loads of training. I yeah. used to really look after myself. But since I started working full time or had kids, it's just been so hard to do. And I can definitely relate to that over the last um, six six years since we opened the gym in terms of trying to keep that balance alive between your professional ambitions and putting time and effort into that, but then also trying to put time and effort into getting fitter, getting stronger, having more energy. Like one of the biggest things I found is obviously the time, but also like your focus and your energy. Like I was saying in college, you're gonna spend a lot of time focusing and thinking yeah. about your training. And, and focusing on anything else except college. But do, yeah. do you think that like have you seen any trends i know from a couple of talks that i've done from speaking to people and just speaking to friends and, and different things people who are struggling when it comes to their health and fitness goals and like things take priority especially with guys that we have that we train a lot of my clients when they have exams professional practice exams accountancy exams that kind of thing that sort of becomes the be all and end all for them everything else gets left left on the wayside and that's something i've had a couple of guys who have worked with over the last few years where we've really had to work hard knowing when those periods of study leave are going to be and trying to like enforce really positive routines that the gym or training and eating right and keeping in good positive routines it will only supplement your academic or professional goals or whatever it is you know it's that kind of like we talked about before all or nothing things go up and down but um have you seen any other trends that like do people just get knocked with their confidence do you just stop training for a while slip into bad habits is there any kind of big recurring teams that you're seeing with these people who are saying i used to or this used to be the way i would do things what what's the big trends i think around food probably having less control over um obviously your your access to food or the routine of your food has changed so like the big one would be you used to being at home a lot of the time so yeah. then it's easier to access your fridge cook what you want uh, have that food and then you go in where you're spending most of your day at work now and then there might never be a fridge in works. So a lot of the places you go, they don't have a fridge or it's the canteen's crowded, so it's harder to bring in your week's cooking. Or, you know, there's so many different things where they just have less control or maybe they're not used to having as much disposable income when you come out of college and then you go and you have disposable income and now you work in Dublin city centre where there's a million really nice places yeah. to, get to eat and you, you, there's kind of all that thing where there's more more reason to go out and eat out the whole time yeah. for convenience but also because now there's way more attractive propositions than there was when you were a student um, I'd say they're probably really big things and the other big thing is other people's expectations of you whether going out and taking people for client lunches client yeah. dinners uh, and then other people are expecting you to eat in a certain way and also just other people's opinions of you so like when you're in the canteen and a lot of people are eating where they're eating more processed foods not necessarily as health conscious and then you're the person you're that one person in the office who's having the salad and it's it's tough like it's tough for people to to step out and go i don't really care what you say yeah i i enjoy this food and it makes me feel better so i'm gonna eat this way i, I think that's a big tr tough one for people to kind of make that transition there's two nice things touched on there number one is the kind of social pressures of eating bringing out clients that kind of thing that's yeah. something i remember i can picture you know the exact client i'm thinking of in my head he was telling me all about this when i started training him probably just over five years ago and i was kind of going that's absolute bullshit i was like you don't have to eat this you don't have to drink pints but like having sort of seen different things in the corporate world a little bit more over the last few years like that is actually a really difficult challenge for a lot of people like you could be out some stretches especially on christmas summer you could have clients in town for a couple of weeks there's a lot of pressure on you to perform to bring people out late nights all that kind of things like they're they're very difficult periods for people and some people's jobs that 
that's a huge portion of their jobs is client facing work where they you know they're in an environment where they're not in control yeah. they're, they're losing that control um, and then the other thing is when you're the person you know in the canteen who's eating the salad or whatever like the amount of people that are quick to kind of just have throwaway comments at you that it could put a lot of pressure on people to like I actually don't want to stand out I'm new in this job I just want to get in I sort of want to fit in, I want to put my head down and get along with it. There can be so many small things that people might say to you. I know from, if we go golfing and I bring a load of food with me, so if I bring like a lunchbox that's got a load of chicken in it, someone's going to throw a smart comment yeah. at me. They're just going to say something. I, I really couldn't give a shit. But like other people, it might, they might be like, shit, I don't really want to be known as the kind of weirdo who brings, even though it, it's not, like that's not the way it is. But some people are so caught up in what other people think about them. But I think that's a natural reaction. So like I definitely as I grow older I'm less like that but especially from ages 20 to 25 even 20 to 27 I really even if I said I didn't care I still cared if someone said that to me it probably wouldn't bother me too much but on some level it would or even initially it might be I might be like it might might take you back a little it might take you back a little Um, and like it's interesting like I'm reading a book at the moment uh, well kind of two but like listening to one audiobook and reading them and they both cross over a lot one's called Leaders Eat Last and it's basically about all our hormones and chemicals in our brain and how we function where basically we want to be part of a tribe yep. and we've kind of from caveman times wanted to be part of the tribe and it was always safer to be part of the tribe with other people and the other one's a chimp paradox which is basically talking about like kind of how our brains are evolved from a chimp to now and the separate parts of our brain the chimp is more that reactive first kind of fight or flight and then the human part is the human part of the brain where you're more logical so say for instance when someone said to me what are you doing with that chicken out on the golf course my instant reaction would be, be the chimp and throw it at him <laughs> yeah chimp reaction but the instant reaction is you almost get upset for a second and then you think and you're like oh no it doesn't really bother me that much but yeah. part of you does or maybe it doesn't but for most people it doesn't I definitely found that where you're kind of weighing up do you fit in or do you do what you want to do and something I talk about to people now in my coaching is trying to move away understanding that it's natural to want to fit in with what other people are doing but also it almost leads to like short term happiness where you fit in with what they want Yeah. so you get the feel good chemicals from fitting in with them for a short amount of time but then ultimately you become unhappy because you're not doing what you want to do and then your healthy fitness suffers and six months down the line you're not the person you were before and you you feel kind of disappointed with the way you've let things go so um i think the big thing with that is just remembering that everyone's got an opinion yeah and you can't control other people's opinions and like you said it could just be a throwaway comment for a bit of crack yeah but just that can can hit some people though you know yeah definitely uh, it reminds me of a good story. Hopefully, you'll want to tell this the Baba's story with your points. Yeah, not drinking. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's it. So basically, uh, at the opportunity to play for the Bavarians against the South of Scotland, I got a phone call, and I thought it was a joke. So I kept asking the person on the phone, like, "Are you serious?" So about three, four times. You've got a few I, prank calls in the past, yeah, so I thought exactly. we're yet to find out the culprits. I thought it was. I thought it was a wind up. But anyway, got that opportunity. Went over there. And the tradition is to drink the night before the game, have a few pints. Uh, but at the time, I'd given up drinking, um, so I basically didn't want to drink. But then at that age, I was 21, so I didn't have the self-confidence to be like, no, I'm not drinking. Yeah. So 
what I was doing was I was pouring the pints in the plants so I'd stand in the corner get the pint and when people weren't looking I'd pour it in the plant because I didn't have the confidence to stand up for myself and say no uh, but now if I got that opportunity again I'd be I'd put a, I, I would drink the beer now but uh, you know I, I think that's a perfect example yeah. of just it, it is that wanting to fit that, in the yeah. social pressure and wanting to fit in and yeah. how that affects and makes your choices that's it um that's kind of a good good segue to bringing us into like obviously we've talked about some of the kind of like social norms like but what what are the, the physical challenges that you see when people are trying to combine their professional goals and their their health and fitness so what are the actual physical barriers for people i think time is going to be a huge one uh, like the now a huge portion of your time is taken up by what you're doing in work and at the end of the day if you want to progress with your professional life you do have to do some extra things and put in extra work uh that that's going to allow you to keep pushing on and that can eat into your time so one one of the people i'm speaking to today they were just saying that like they're putting all this effort into their work and they just find it hard to even make time to exercise anymore and what i was suggesting to them was just the idea that like it doesn't have to be even in the gym movements movements so like try and move every hour on the hour getting up for two minutes five minutes using a bathroom on a different floor if you're going out for lunch go have your lunch but walk 10 minutes around the block when you come back it's going to improve your digestion but all those small things will add up and then on the weekends going out when you're not working and exercising both days when you're not working i know that could be challenging especially with the family but it could just be getting up 20 minutes before everyone else and going for a brisk run yeah and that way you start clawing back some of that exercise and that daily movement that you'd let slip because of the time demands do you find though like like we'd be in a similar position as well like but like your energy and your focus like if you you've been in an office environment all day or you know you're like you're looking at your phone all day you're, you're stressed you're making decisions all the time you're trying to plan you're trying to be progressive that when it comes to exercise it's just as easy, easy to go no like, yeah. you know I'm, I'm kind of drained out like so what what's a what's a good strategy for that I think what I talked about to the guys is the idea of recognizing your stresses. So we talked about it before on the show about allostatic load. So any type of stress, mental, physical, is going to drain drain your bucket in terms of your energy. Yep. So knowing that when you're busy and when you're stressed, you're going to have less energy in general because you're releasing cortisol, which is the hormone that helps us with fight or flight. But the only thing is, if you constantly have high levels of that, it's going to drain you. So if you understand that when you're busy that you are going to be more tired and less inclined to train or less motivated you just got to look and go what are the things that are really stressing me out can i get rid of some of them can i make it better because ultimately if you don't address that and you never have the energy to train then i don't know what you're going to do unless you change some of those things i was reading another book recently by your man jason Kalipa, the guy who's a crossfit games James Khalifa. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if Wiz Khalifa's won the CrossFit Games <laughs> never say never though uh, but this guy Jason Kalipa he's won the CrossFit Games um, he set up multiple businesses but in his book his kid ended up getting sick at the start of the book it's really moving but he talks about how he set up a business where he's got 20 plus gyms his kid gets sick competing at the top level of CrossFit Games and how all that was taking it out of him but the thing he spoke about he's an exercise where he does two circles draws a big circle and he writes things I can control another big circle things I can't control and then he just writes out all the things he can't control and all the things he can so someone who's in that 
but we were saying there where they're really stressed, really busy, and they're tired and they don't have the energy to go and train at all. It's just a case you've got to take 10, 20 minutes to sit down and start listing out the things that are stressing you. So I was telling the guys in the talk today about recognizing your stresses. Write down the things you can't control. Write down the things you can and try and block out the things you can't and go after the things you can. And one of those things you can do is I can exercise in whatever foundation that is. Even someone I'm coaching, they're struggling to get out and go for a run outside of the gym work we do and it's something they want to do. And they kept missing it. So I said to them, your goal now is to no matter what, have your runners laid out and go for a 10 minute run. So go for a 10 minute run, no matter how you feel, go for a 10 minute run. And then you can stop after 10 minutes. Yeah. So they do a loop of their apartment and it takes them 10 minutes. And if they want to continue running, they can crack on and continue. And if not, at least they've done 10 minutes. We yeah. start building their habits. So maybe for that person, sit down, write your stresses, things you can control, things you can't. Get some of the things you can't off your plate so you're not as stressed, not as tired. And the other thing is set yourself a 10-minute goal and just go start the, the habit of exercising because I think once you fall out of it, you forget how good you feel after you exercise. Once you get back into it, you start to realize how good you feel at doing some sort of exercise. I think that's a good example for me was probably yesterday. I was trying to get into town with the car. Traffic was bad. I was going to jump into the one of the kind of 30-minute class in gym. I was like, this will be perfect. Kind of extra little session, get me feeling good for the day. I had every reason to sort of like not really want to go yeah. in. I rocked in and I was like, a few minutes later, I was going to go down the back and just tip away on my own. Daryl, one of the guys, grabbed me and said, come here, you're only like six minutes late. Jump in, do it. Yeah. Ended up doing you know 24 minutes of work. Whereas I could so easily have missed that 24 yeah. minutes of work. And like, that's that's an environmental thing. I had somebody there go, gra- literally grab me and say, no, jump in, let's go. But the fact that I kind of showed up made me get something out of it. Yeah. And like, like we're, just, we're completely normal people that have the same stresses as, as you know, other people. Yeah. And it's very easy for us to kind of slip out. And I think the the runners won't leaving them out such a good thing because it's, it's just that intention that's been set. You've set that intention. I'm going to take 10 minutes for myself. And that 10 minutes, you don't, it's not a trick. You don't have to go run 20, no. 30 minutes. That 10 minutes will go, you'll feel good after it you'll feel like you've you've achieved what you set out to achieve um and you know you're taking control and sometimes when you take control of the big things that you can control it's just by acting on what you can't control the other stuff just drifts away even quicker you don't have to think about it anymore i took a huge amount out of that exercise when i read it it, it really has helped me over the last couple of weeks and i'm going to continue to use it because i think it is a powerful thing it's definitely helped me but like you said about environment one of the things I was speaking to the guys about and I think is important is that environment like how can you create a healthier environment for yourself at work and for us obviously um, as the team grows here at the gym we've taken a few steps to try and make a healthier environment even though it's the gym but simple things like we've got uh, plug for super value please give us discount yeah. no, we've got super value where we order online and we've asked the team what do you want um, in terms of food and then every week the food delivery gets here but that's a simple thing to help people with that yeah. idea of not being able to control as much now we've got a fridge upstairs a microwave and a kettle and we've got this stuff coming from Super Value every week but th- we also th- have uh, cloths and fairy liquid lads if you yeah. want to clean up after yourselves with better <laughs> but sorry that's a, a segue sorry Rhodes. but those small things for business owners or even for you in the business going to your, your manager and asking them can we have a fridge in the office can we have a smoothie maker can we have a Nutribullet can we have a kettle like all these little things can we get a budget towards a weekly shop for essentials for the office and those things are ways that you can shape your environment so if you're the leader of your team that's a small thing that can add value to your team and make your team healthier and more productive and happier 
but for if you're the person who's not the leader at the end of the day if you don't ask you don't get so yeah do you know going forward and putting the suggestion or starting up um so neil who was in aa today he started um the fit club in there so yeah. he's going to be organizing talks and signing them up for run amok and doing these events to get people in the office exercising and uh, learning about nutrition and doing all these things as a group like you talked about so that's a way you can kind of influence your environment even if you're not the head of the company I think like whenever I do the corporate talks I always I have like one of the slides where I talk about um, just growth over like say a year long period where if you commit to, to anything and if you actually just fully commit to it and do it, it doesn't matter if you do it once a week once a month whatever if you've actually properly committed to it and started something, no matter what happens, if you do one session towards it, if we came back yeah. in a year's time, you'd be a little bit further down the road. And I always ask, has anybody here done an event, like an endurance event, a 5K, a 10K, a run, whatever it might be? And I sort of challenge everybody in the room to pick one event over the next 12 months and we'll come back and talk about it in a year's time. And luckily I did that recently where I spoke to a company I spoke to years ago and one of the guys like, yeah, I, I ran a marathon, but he did it with two or three other guys in his office. It got them getting out on their lunch break, going for runs it got them uh, getting out of the office at five o'clock and maybe going back and doing a bit more work in the evening but getting that headspace where they could stay and work till seven or eight and there's no way they're going to go out and yeah. run for an hour at that stage so like just if you are somebody who wants to make changes and maybe recognizes that your environment might not be exactly what you need to help you don't just sit there and say i'm a victim I, i'm a product of my environment whereas you can shape your environment if you're willing to put in the effort and put your hand up a little bit i think another really top tip for shaping your environment in an office something i'd speak about the whole time to people i coach online for nutrition Um, so i'd be a big believer in better choices equals better results so how can you make better choices with your snack and how can you make better choices when other people in the office is temptation in the environment there's loads of donuts pastries come in they're fresh and I talked to them the idea about just having a bag of apples in your desk or having whatever your favorite fruit is in your desk. That's the way you can shape your environment because when that temptation kicks in or when that three o'clock cut slump kicks in, having something you can literally grab and you've taken control of and then you eat that, chances are you're going to be less tempted by the thing that's you only want it because you've seen or smelt yeah. it. Or if you're feeling a little bit of slump in energy, natural sugars from the fruit then you're gonna have a pickup in energy so that's like a really simple thing that people can do but i think it's something that maybe a lot of people you just don't think of or you don't be the weirdo with apples at your desk but again it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what other people think if you if you enjoy apples and they're going to help you having them to hand is going to make it easier for you to fuel yourself and make better choices yeah and so before we go into sort of some tips because everyone always wants sort of like the top tips for the key things there are most successful blogs roads when we throw in like yep. top five tips so we're kind of talking about like don't be afraid to be the one to shape your environment. Don't just let your environment control what happens to you, whether it's at work, at home, wherever it might be. Um, don't be afraid of what other people think because they're always going to have an opinion no matter what. Um, and be aware that like you're you're going to have challenges, whether it's time and energy. So like having routines, having, you know, like basically setting out intentions, whether it's at the start of the day, the start of the week, they're kind of the best ways to keep on track with a lot of those those big hurdles yeah definitely so then when it comes to the tips uh top tips for training you talked about um walking on the block and hitting other steps is there anything for like you know ways to exercise or train at work that you could give good tips for people yeah definitely tying in the exercise so exercise would be doing something high to moderate intensity that's 
fun and not necessarily highly structured as opposed to training would be highly structured with a specific goal so a really easy win for a company to get people more exercising or for you and the company to get you and your friends and your colleagues exercising more it's why not to sign up to a tag league yeah sign up to tag league five aside soccer something where you get the office together and that's going to help as well because it creates stronger bonds between the team and you're doing something outside of work uh but it's fun and they they have serious workouts. So okay. if you sign up to two tag sessions a week as a as a group for ten weeks, that could yeah. be the kickstart for a load of people in your office. And you could get to run against Rods. Rods, your tag rugby lines yeah. are horrifically terrifying. I'm always so scared for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Another top tip would be sign up to a gym, or even get yourself a kettlebell or a dumbbell or your runner, something that's really easy and it's close to you. So if it's a gym, a gym that's literally ten minutes from your office, five yeah. minutes, two minutes. If you can have that. Because uh, I was chatting to a guy who I coach online for his um, nutrition, and he said he's basically up the walls in work for the moment. So he signed up to another gym as well as ours, like a kind of uh, one week and just go in and qu- use equipment. And he says he's going at worst if he can't make it into us for, to train, he's going to go in and do half an hour. Yeah. He said it's not what he'd normally do in here, but he said half an hour is going to be better than nothing. So he's going to do that before he hits his desk in the morning. So that's a big one. Just make it convenient make it something that's short and really doable. And then top tips, obviously, you talk about like apples in the desk or, you know, putting your hand up and look for nutrible. It's just general tips while eating, eating at work. Make time for yourself and make time for eating. So one of the things I talk about in the talk and you talk about in the talk is eating mindfully. So one of the biggest temptations is to stay at your desk, continue to do emails while you eat. Research shows that we're terrible at estimating how much we eat when we're not fully focused, including... Uh, they've done food diaries and uh, they asked the same group of people to record a food diary, write everything down after you've eaten it, immediately after. And they were like 10, 20% off in the margin for error in terms of calories. Then they asked the same group to do the same thing the next day, but they couldn't write it down until the end of the day. And then when they're recalling that whole day, it went up to like 30, 40%. There was a big margin for error yeah. between the groups. So just by getting off your emails, getting out and not trying to multitask while you eat your lunch, that's going to be huge because you're more mindful, you can enjoy food more. But also, if you think of productivity and your performance in work, it's the same as exercising. If you continue to exercise for nine hours in a row, your performance is going to get worse through that. It's the same with your mental performance. If you can just take a 10, 20-minute break and actually leave your desk for your lunch, you're going to be more refreshed when you come back in to, to hit your work after. That's something that people just can't grasp. I find yeah. it's it's like even we talk about. You're probably going to talk about when we talk about tips for sleep and recovery. But like some people just don't leave the desk in the evening when they're not being productive or as productive yeah. as it could possibly be. So go on, let's get into the t- tips for sleep and recovery. Then while we're sleep and recovery, uh, caffeine. So uh, on one of the maybe two pods ago, I was saying I was struggling to sleep. Are you still off coffee? No, nope. uh, back on coffee and it tastes delicious. Uh, <laughs> so good, baby. But. Yeah. It, it, that, that idea that managing caffeine so I spoke to the guys today and I said if you're drinking loads of coffees then maybe trying to cut them down to one to two a week yeah. uh, a day and just down, a week. Whoa. down regulating the amount you're drinking but also as well delaying it making sure that you're not having it later in the afternoon because mm. coffee's got that eight hour half life so if you drink 100 milligrams of caffeine in a coffee takes eight hours to get to 50 grams milligrams so basically it's in a system a lot longer but sometimes we don't realize how long it is in there so that's a big one um and like you said not staying too late um keeping a consistent bedtime things we've done before getting off electronics and they're going to be big ones for helping people to sleep 
Um, having that cut off, like a lot of the clients I'm working with at the minute, I'm asking them to try to get eight hours sleep. And like, look, it isn't always possible to get eight hours sleep. But what we've got is like an absolute worst case scenario is six hours. So if you're looking at it going eight hours, if I've got to get up at six and that means I've got to be in bed by nine, I've got to be asleep by nine, got to be in bed by half eight. And all of a sudden it becomes a big ordeal and it's yeah. not possible. Whereas if you creep into, okay, if I go to bed now, I can get seven hours, right? Still enough time. Okay, I'm coming up to the six, get to bed. If you just got that cut off where you never get less than six, um, I find that's really working with a lot of my clients. They're like, yeah, I, I'm not getting eight, but I haven't once since we've spoken gotten less than six. Yeah. How do you feel? I actually feel pretty good. I haven't missed any sessions. My choices are better with my food. I'm I'm waking up a little bit better in the morning. I'm not drinking as much coffee. It's like having that cut off, that absolute worst case scenario, six hours is the least amount of sleep I can get because it's always tough when you go, I have to get eight. It just yeah. seems like a big challenge. But when you say at least six people go, Okay, yeah, like that that means getting to bed maybe half eleven if I have to get up at six. That's very doable all of a sudden as a worst case scenario. Yeah, it's the same as that exercise piece with the guy I was speaking to online. Something's always better than nothing. How can you be a little bit better than you were before? That's it. Um Rudds, we've no quiz, we've no nothing else, we've no real slagging to do. Anything else you wanna add before we wrap up? No. Um great to get in and chat about some of that stuff while it was fresh in my head. Um obviously if you'd like us to come down and speak, um We'd love to come in and speak to your office and give you some of the practical tips of how to actually feel better and how you can make your office a healthier environment for your employees. Hey, one, thanks for listening. <laughs>